You're now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. Hello, Marks, and welcome to another week of Band from Ringside Podcast. I am your host, Bill uh, Vagie. I forgot to come up with another uh, AKA tonight. I guess I could call <laughs> myself um, Ravishing Dick Dude. To my right, uh, as nice. always, is Two Beer Zach Poen. How are you doing tonight, Zach? Did you make it through the week of Bachelor Life? Barely. Barely. My sleep cycle is fucked, but I, I made it through and... You know, I got a lot of wrestling in, so that's good. What do you think your calorie intake was for per day of every day that you were sans wife and kids? I was actually pretty good. If you if you averaged it out over the week, I was good. If you looked at individual days, it would be nightmarish. <laughs> <laughs> and to his right, as always, is Jason Cornelius Bell. What's up, Jay? What's up, player? Uh, not much. We are uh, without Tinder Mahal tonight. Uh, we feel a loss. Because he's not here, we've had him for two weeks in a row. He's got to get back to Tinder. Yeah, that's what say. He's got to get back to his Tinder date. Yeah, I, I don't know what he's doing, but I'm sure he's. Well, I'll just leave that one alone. Yeah, <laughs> um, can I tell you guys uh, about my last 26 hours? Because it's been kind of difficult for me. Um, now I don't want you guys to get too upset, but. Yesterday, I had a massage uh, scheduled at 4.30, and I got to the massage parlor uh, with my girl. Uh, I go to, I've go. i been going to her for a year, and uh, she was not. She had, or we had a miscommunication, and she thought it was supposed to be tonight. So I didn't get my massage yesterday like I was supposed to. You're going to be okay? On the way home, my 94 Toyota Camry um, started overheating pretty bad. Oof. I know. I stopped to get gasoline and I stopped to get air in my tires and uh, when I came out there was green stuff running from underneath my engine. That's usually a bad sign. I think that's ectoplasm. You should probably call it Ghostbusters. That's exactly what it looked like (laughs) and some gal in the some gal in the gas station goes you realize this stuff coming underneath your car? And I was like yes thank you very much. So it was overheating on the way home. Didn't start up when I had to go to the game, or when I had to go to the Cardinal game last night. And then um, I'm watching my neighbor's chickens for the next four days. I know I've told you about my neighbor's chickens before, Jason. Yeah, Jason's he's a little uh, give me a knowing glance. No, he's he's a little eccentric. Go ahead. Uh, my neighbor's girlfriend texted me today, our fiance, and said, "Oh, by the way, the white one's on his last legs." So. If he does, if she doesn't make it through the day, please put her in a bag, double bag it, pluck a couple feathers for us, and then please throw her in the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> what in the hell is that? So all day I've been going over and checking on this chicken, and the chicken doesn't look so hot. It's basically head down, and when I put my foot on it, it kind of moves around. You so, put your foot on that chicken? Yeah, I just want to see if it's still alive. It did not look alive. And I know that the chicken's still alive, but I know the chicken probably won't make it through the day. But I don't want to put the chicken in the dumpster while it's still alive because that seems really inhumane. Peter might be looking for you. But my wife says, why don't you go over there and crack its neck? It's like, I ain't that country. <laughs> I can't go, I'm not going to go crack this chicken's neck. 
and say, why don't you go do it? <laughs> so and she goes, well, maybe we should call somebody that has a gun. I said, we can't be firing off a gun within city limits. <laughs> no, you just got to have somebody that has like a good torque. I know that I would go to do it and I'd just half-ass it and I'd just like really injure the chicken even oh, worse than it was. <laughs> and then I'd freak out. <laughs> Poor chicken be running around here all jacked up. Long story short, I got to go home and probably put the chicken, chicken in down. the dumpster. So anyway, that's been my last 26 hours. I hope you guys feel appropriately bad for me. But um, not really, no. we're not here. I'm not here to complain about my life, guys. I'm here to complain about pro wrestling. Speak. So <laughs> with no further ado, <laughs> we're going to get into our top three stories of the wrestling week, which we like to call here at BFR. The three counts. All right, two beer. What do you think uh, the most... Now, we'll get to our Money in the Bank predictions later, but besides that, what do you think our most important story of the week is? I think the most important story of the week is the match at Dominion uh, between Okada and Omega. It was their rematch, and it tore the house down. Tore the house down, yes, sir. Yes. And uh, it was uh, Kenny Omega versus, what's his first name? Okada's first name. I always butcher it. I'm not even going to try it. I just call him Okada. So it's Okada Omega 2, which happened at Dominion last weekend in Japan, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, This is the sequel to their much-appreciated, critically-acclaimed six-star match from Dave Meltzer's perspective. Match of the year uh, in some points, yeah. From Wrestle Kingdom 11. Yeah. So what did you think about that match, Tubir? I thought it was great, like many other people. And for once, I will agree with Meltzer in some things. I noticed that today he gave it a 6.25 rating, uh, which is just... Did he really? Yeah, it's kind of hilarious. Um, I don't really (laughs) subscribe too much to those. I use them as kind of a barometer, but, you know, like anybody, it's his opinion. I like to form my own opinion. Uh, But whenever I was watching that match, I... I was so engrossed. Uh, the storytelling was so fantastic. To me, it was a better match than the first one in the same way that Empire Strikes Back is a better film than Star Wars A New Hope. Okay. So basically, it is the continuation of a story and uh, leading to an eventual resolution. As so. evidenced by its finish, which was a, it was a draw. It was a 60-minute yeah. draw. Which I think was perfect. I mean, it was a long match, but it was a 60 minutes that to me felt like 20. I was engrossed thoroughly the entire time. And I don't think that it could have ended any other way without having negative consequences to their eventual third lineup, which it's been six months between the first two matches. I don't see this being resolved until Wrestle Kingdom 12. Now remind the listeners who won the first one. Uh, Okada won the first one. Yes. And he's the ace of New Japan right now, so the ace usually wins. He's and a badass. He is a badass. Yeah, no he question. doesn't put on bad matches. No. And the ace usually wins at Wrestle Kingdom. That's Japanese culture. They want to go out on a high note. Um, it's a little different than American culture. We we tend to kind of like heels. Yeah, we do. Definitely. Uh, and Omega is the heel. I mean, he's the nominal heel in that feud, and I think... I don't think I don't necessarily think he wrestles like a heel. No, he doesn't, he, he doesn't like have a, good, a heel set. It's this is more of a face set for sure. And what did you think about the match, JCB? Um, going in, and I watched it this morning. 
you get all the hype, you read all the, you know, the reviews or whatever the case may be. So I knew what the result was and I came in a little tainted. So I guess for me, it wasn't, I shouldn't say that. It was equally as good. It's just two different matches in my opinion. I get what you're saying, Zach, where it's a continuation. And it is because it's, you know, it's a rematch. So essentially it's a second story. But to me, it was basically the same two matches except for this second one has an extended, I guess, whatever it was, 15 minutes. I think the first one was... It was about 15 minutes longer, yeah. Same spots, kind of, you know, same, you know, the Rainmaker, and and I was thinking about you when this was happening, when he hits the Rainmaker the third, the fourth, five times. He hit hit Omega with the finisher so many times, I literally lost count, and he kicked out of it all all those times. The first person I thought of was you, because I was like, man, I know Bill will be pissed once he sees this. Ultimately, it was... I don't think one was better than the other. I think they were equally as good. Just one just happened to go 15 minutes further. Yeah, I think different strokes for different folks. For that one, I I could see anybody arguing one or the other. The Wrestle Kingdom one had some higher spots. Uh, I think the storytelling was great with both matches, and that's where they really succeeded. The second one was perfect, and the only reason I jumped in was you mentioned the Rainmaker, and which is a much less protected finish than the One-Winged Angel, which... um, you know, we haven't seen lose. It's a very protected finish in general. Right. Um, probably spot of the year. I mean, we're talking match of the year. Spot of the year, storytelling-wise, was when Okada went for the Rainmaker and Omega just fell that to his knees fool. in exhaustion. <laughs> oh, my God. I, mean, I just got goosebumps just talking about it. Like yeah, that, that was just... It was perfect because it really reinforced how physically draining this match was. The ending was perfect, even though it's a draw. It protects both guys. You know you're going to get a third. WWE would have never thought of this. They would have found some way to drop the ball on this, and that's why I give New Japan credit. They do a better job storytelling than WWE does. In the ring. There's no exposition. In the ring. In the ring. Yes, and and that's important because we don't watch uh, New Japan Monday night whatever they have. Yeah. I don't even know if they have it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I no I'm sure there'll be a lot of guys, or maybe a few guys, that listen to this podcast, and they might know New Japan better than I do. Yeah, at least. and if you do, educate us, because I'm always ready to learn about more wrestling. But I think that in terms of storytelling within a ring, the second one, well, I don't know. The first one was as good as anything I've ever seen. I was, everybody told me it was a six-star match. I decided to check it out. I was making an Ikea uh, chest of drawers at the same time. That chest of drawers is still sitting on my living room floor. It has not been finished because I sat down on the couch (laughs) and just ended up watching the rest of that match. And that was six months ago. You still ain't finished that damn thing? He'll finish Uh, it at Wrestle Kingdom 12. Yeah, I'll finish it someday. But um, personally, I I think I like the first one better. Uh, Within... There was definitely less uh, high spots in the second one. For sure. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I don't think that guys need to kill themselves on every single match to tell every single story. I agree. Doesn't bother me at all. The dropkick was basically the... I was not bored. I was not bored. And knowing it's a 60-minute match, I knew it was a 60-minute match going in. Knowing it's a 60-minute match, I was not bored in the least the entire time. They... They told a story. I, I mean, I know I keep saying it. They told a story perfectly. It was close to a perfect match. Yeah, and that's very hard to say, especially when you're coming off their original match, which was 
absolutely killer. I've watched the original match three times. I've only watched the new one once. Yeah, I want to um, watch it again. But uh, every time it's late at night and uh, I don't have to wake up the next day and there might be something green sitting next to me on the coffee table, I will put on uh, Okada Omega 1 and I will watch it because it is so fantastic. It's a classic match for sure. So, uh, real quick aside, um, who do you think? And I, I know that, <laughs> I know that Smarks hate it when I, I think that people saying that the second one's better than the first one kind of outsmart themselves because it's probably, it probably sounds more in in the, to, say, yeah. to say that the second one was better than the first one. And people are going to hate this next question. But which one of those guys would benefit most? Which one of those guys would you rather see in a WWE ring in two years, in 2019? Actually, specifically 2019, we know the Young Bucks have signed on, and they're in New Japan until 2019. Um, Omega has signed another contract, and I think that New Japan's kind of moved away from the one-year contract, and I think he signed a multi-year contract. I think he's going to end up, it would be a shame for him not to end up with the IWGP title uh, before he goes, but I think he's going to go. I mean, he's fulfilling a lifelong dream at that point. He'll be a little bit older. I think that Who's WWE... That? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Omega. I think that WWE would utilize Omega better than Okada. Um, and do, you Okada. Worry, do you worry about the way that the, w, the WWE would minimize Omega, though, like the way they've kind of... I don't want to jump ahead, but the way they've kind of uh, cut the legs out from under Nakamura thus far. Sure. Maybe, but I mean, the Nakamura thing's still young. It, they weren't fucking with styles. Uh, it's just all in ring work. It doesn't matter how badly they try to bury your character or how kind of little that they give you a push. Like, if you're as good at telling a story in the ring as AJ Styles or Kenny Omega, uh, you're going to get over with the fans. It, no matter what creative throws at you, they can throw you the stupidest gimmick the dumbest promos uh you're gonna go out there and and burn the house down and the fans are gonna get behind you i agree with that 100 percent because i remember what chris jericho said about daniel bryan where he said i don't worry about daniel bryan because daniel bryan's gotten over everywhere and that's what he said before daniel bryan got over in wwe jcb who do you think would benefit more from a wwe contract or who do you think wwe could utilize the best omega or okada when we had initially talked about this at your place, I kind of leaned towards Okada, but now that you brought up Nakamura and how they're kind of not serving him well, not setting him up for success, Okada would probably be the same way. He doesn't speak the language very well. Yeah, You would just have to kind of tone down Kenny Omega. In ring, you know he's got the goods. You just... He's got he the goods. He That's couldn't no cut doubt. promos like he's doing in New Japan in WWE. No, I know. I love his That's That was going to be the promos. biggest difference. Outside of that, you know what you got in ring. I mean, Kenny Omega is, is a pretty much the closest thing to a sure deal that you're going to probably get. At this point, personally, I hope neither one of them ever signs with WWE because I like checking in on them every once in a while on New Japan and having something outside of WWE to watch and really revel in like those Omega Okada matches. Okay. They, no, that, that, I'm just greedy when it comes to stuff like that. I want it just all in one place. Sure. But ultimately, you know, we want to talk about other wrestling promotions. This is the way to do it. You keep guys that we really like away from us, then 
if you really want to watch, you got to force you force yourself to watch it. Omega has international appeal. Uh, that's why they have Cody Rhodes. Also, Cody's <laughs> going to be uh, facing Okada in Los Angeles at which the is awesome. pay per view. Yes, uh, which is super cool. Road trip. I'm very happy uh, that uh, I just texted the boys here earlier. We get a rematch from one of the New Japan Dominions right here in St. Louis uh, on July 9th. Um, so if you guys want to meet up with the uh, BFR podcast boys, we will definitely be at the Glory Pro. Yeah, Rhodes, uh, Cody Rhodes, Michael Elgin match. Yeah. Um, yeah. July 9th in Belviz- Belleville. Belleville. Yeah, Belvizzle. Belvizzle. East side? East side. <laughs> we should be yeah, we, we will be there. We're going to try to be there, guys. We're going to try to be there. And I'm going to try to be uh, slightly drunk. Uh, next up for our Three counts. JCB, what is it? Um, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Brock and Joe at this point. Um, Monday's Raw opens up with obviously Brock Lesnar coming down to the ring. Paul Heyman cutting a, another just killer promo. killer heel a killer uh, promo yeah. on uh, Joe calling him a mud and all kinds of nonsense. I oh mean, yeah, just. Getting a, a yeah, little person getting after the whole Samoa thing. Yeah, and how none of the Samoans respect him either. That was and that's what I awesome. lo- that's what I love about Heyman. He goes for the jugular. I don't care who it is. I don't care who you are trying to be. He gets into the psyche and makes it kind of feel personal. Once again, does it here with Samoa Joe. So, of course, Samoa Joe comes out, and we have the scrum of the 2017 year, which I know everybody, I'm going to be contrarian about this. I didn't like it. I'm a firm believer that you never had these two guys in the same ring at the same time. Why ruin it? What, three weeks before? So you have a problem with them giving the physicality away before the match? They shouldn't touch until the match. If it was me... And I was booking it. You got to figure out a way how to cut promos separate from each other. Yeah, you can get in the ring. We could do a contract signing thing. But they still can't touch until they physically get in the ring. So that way, we don't even have this image. All you're doing is just you know creating this own mental image. And you're mentally salivating for this match that's... The, the biggest match that we're going to have pretty much, at least on the WWE side so far in 2017, maybe Cena. Since and, WrestleMania. Uh, well, I was going to go yeah. Cena and uh, AJ and uh, Royal Rumble, but, you know, it's we can argue that at a later point. You don't let them touch is, is ultimately where I'm going with it. I know everybody was like, oh, yeah, you know, that was great. That was a little sloppy to begin with, too. There's generally two ways that they do this when it when it's got the big fight feel. And the way that they went with was the way they usually don't. Usually they keep guys away from each other until the match, which I understand. Uh, the other way they go, which is what they don't do very often, is have the two guys get after each other and have a pull apart, full, pull apart brawl, which is what they did Monday night where they had security guys come down. And then Angle, did Angle come out? Yeah. Angle came out and... It was too much like yeah. the Undertaker Brock segment when they were pushing that feud. Instead of Angle, it was Triple H. Instead of um, what's, what was it, uh, Undertaker, you had Samoa Joe. It was exactly the same thing, and that's my biggest problem with WWE right now. Is basically it's copy and paste, copy and paste. No original thought. Don't let them touch, and it would be perfect. Zach Bowman, what do you think about that segment? I thought uh, 
I mean, I liked it a little. I was a little bit more positive in regards to uh, JCB's um, reaction to it. My thing was, you know, it was going up against the NBA Finals. They got it out early. They got it out of the way. I would have preferred it to be the end of the show. I mean, it's not a go home. And maybe even to JCB's point, I think I would have preferred them to keep them away from each other for a few weeks. Showed like Joe hitting the gym, punching a bag. Show Brock Lesnar like, you know, just beating people up or, you know, whatever is going to get people hype. Remind us that he's the uh, universal champion. Exactly. Brock Lesnar does really well in those sit down interview segments that are edited. Yes. Okay, fine. Do that. Yeah, and do some do some of that for a couple of weeks, and then at the go home, do a total schmaz. So one thing I don't like that was kind of an antiseptic fight situation. You know, you got the the whole locker room coming out. You got people who are rivals. You know, coming out. You know, and first of all, like Kurt Angle, like if you're trying to pull apart Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar, I wouldn't pick like Enzo and Kalisto to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like I would have like some other dudes. <laughs> coming out <laughs> at the same time the poor wwe referee getting bounced around i'm like yeah okay the first line of the fence is the referees you got two guys over 270 that are killers and yeah let's let's send in jimmy corderas come on down get these guys away from each other exactly <laughs> were you surprised at how uh how much they stacked up to each other standing toe to toe though no, that was great we and did Joe's say last week that great. they were pretty close in size and uh in height or whatever the case may be and that's a callback to when joe fought angle in tna because the whole thing started with a headbutt i think that might have been a callback to it that's cool but um i agree with everything you guys say like keep them apart until the pay-per-view let them not touch each other until the pay-per-view and then let them go at it at the pay-per-view. Sorry. Sorry. Pavlovian. Yeah, Zach Bowman just put a fireball in front of me. Everything Which, stops. Granted, I asked for it. Which I want to do. Yeah. Well, you can have it, bro. The, here, take the fireball, please. No, I said I am want to do that. Oh, then I'll take it. Yeah. But um I like all that. But all that being said, um that brawl. My biggest problem with the brawl is that the other wrestlers come down, and I don't think that other wrestlers should have anything to do with it. They should all hate each other. I don't know why Enzo, or they even had the guy from um, uh, the Revival. Yeah, Dawson. Dawson came down. It's like, what the hell is it? Why does he even care? Like, Unless it ends in a schmoz where everybody's fighting everybody. Attitude well, that's what style. it should. Unless, unless that's it ends in a schmoz where everybody's fighting everybody exactly right. That's the way right. it should happen. But kayfabe, what's the point of it? Yeah. Why would all those wrestlers, all those wrestlers should be like, fuck you, Angle. Yeah. This isn't in my contract. Yeah. Well, no, I'm going to sit back here. Yeah, right. Just gonna say, really, so let me get this straight. I'm supposed to stop Brock Lesnar from beating up Samoa Joe? No, I'm right. good. And it really kind of undermines all the other wrestlers' programs. Everybody becomes, you know, one big happy family. That being said, they are booking Joe stronger than I ever thought they would going into this match. They are making him look strong. He was not scared of Lesnar at all. Kayfabe. He came out mean. He came out mean but and, you have and to. took the battle to him. Yeah. But you have to. This is a scenario where Samoa Joe came in, got that first big rub, but then Seth got hurt, and then he's kind of just been floating around the main event scene. I guess I'm surprised at the whole thing, though. I'm, I'm surprised they put Joe over. I'm surprised that they're putting Joe over. So strong going into this match at, uh, what is the name of that? Something, Balls of 
I don't know. I don't know. What's it called? Oh, oh, a, oh, Great Balls of Fire. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's the one. Yeah, it's Great Balls of Fire. No, I, I get what you're saying. Goodness but, gracious, that's a good name. <laughs> did you see how they changed the... Uh, Fuck that joke, by the way. <laughs> no, that was good. <laughs> did you see how they changed the logo? Just quick sidebar. Did you see how they changed the logo from what it, what it was to what it is now? The original one kind of looked like it was a penis on the end with the balls on the uh, the right-hand side. Now it's just the balls on the right-hand side. Check it out. It's weird. Like, Jason Bell's Rorschach tests are great. <laughs> <laughs> <our> WWE <laughs> posters. <laughs> it's like, no, nah, it was like a penis with balls. Well, it's well, like, dude, dude, that was SummerSlam. Anybody that saw the original one, speak up for me, please. It looked like a penis. Swear to God. Quick sidebar. I don't get too far off track, but like... WWE owns the rights to so many names. Like, this is the spiritual successor to the Great American Bash based on the promo, based on the commercial. Then why not call it the Great American Bash? Then why not call it the Great American Bash? I would fucking mark out to have a new Great American Bash. I wish it was. You're right. I wish it was called the Great American Bash. Yeah, Yeah. we talk about that. Why is it called the Great American Bash? You act like they act like they don't own the name. The rights to the name Great American Bash. It's because Vince didn't come up with Great American Bash. That's that's right. That's the answer. Exactly right. Mm. That's why Sheamus went over Brian in 18 seconds or whatever in WrestleMania. It still pisses still me pisses off. Still pisses me off to this day. <laughs> but it was probably the right move. Here's that, that's, why, that's why Vince is smarter than me. He's not smarter than me. All right, me. fellas, we got to keep it moving. We got tons of shit to get to. And that right. leads us to number three of our three count. Which would be, uh, I guess they announced that next week we're going to have the Roman Reigns SummerSlam announcement. He's going in. He's going to announce his plans for SummerSlam at next week's Raw. I don't know what this means. This I think is it means unprecedented. He finger bangs your girl. Oh hell! Hey, oh, hey, on now again. <laughs> <laughs> what could this mean, though, if Roman Reigns is announcing his SummerSlam plans? Because if it's going to be a match, that should be Kurt Angle announcing it, right? Oh yeah, for sure. So, uh, JCB, what do you think his SummerSlam, SummerSlam plans are? Say that five times fast. SummerSlam plans are. Okay. Um, Braun's coming back. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. My knee-jerk reaction was like, okay, Cena's coming back in you know, three weeks, <sighs> April, I'm sorry, July 4th. This kind of matches up a little bit. Free agent John Cena. Free agent John Cena. Okay, whatever. We'll we'll talk about that later. Um, This is going to be Braun Strowman. He's queer to wrestle. He'll come out at some point and just basically destroy Roman Reigns during this announcement. That's how you're going to get your Braun uh, Roman Reigns. I guess that's... Would that be okay? That that's what that'll be SummerSlam. So yeah, that'll be Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, SummerSlam. Unfortunately, so now that might lead us to a a Brock Joe too. If you wanted to go that route, um, I just I can't. John Cena, I think, is going to be. That's where Jinder Mahal is going to end up, kind of slotting in on that one. So you you have like a couple of weeks. Well, not even a couple of weeks. Yeah, I don't a couple think months. It, I don't think it's Cena. You don't think it's going to be Cena Mahal? I, I think it. No, I think Cena Mahal is right. I don't think it's going to be Cena Reigns. No, but if if it's just going if they're announcing Roman Reigns's uh, announcement next week for his SummerSlam plans, and it's going to be him versus Braun Strowman, I think they're putting a a little bit too much faith in how excited people will be to see that for a third time. People hate 
Roman Reigns. And anytime you give them a chance to boo the dog shit out of Roman Reigns, they're going to do it. Now, the the one guy that's basically owned Roman Reigns, and I'm putting that in quotations, is Braun Strowman. You're yeah. going to tell me the general public is not going to be excited to see Roman Reigns go down again. You want to sell SummerSlam? I'll tell you how to sell SummerSlam. You have... You announce, instead of Roman Reigns' plans, you say, hey, The Rock's going to be at Raw next week. The Rock comes out, does his thing, Roman spears him, and then you go, Rock, Reigns, at SummerSlam. That's how you sell SummerSlam. You know why that's not going to work? Why? Because Rock's probably shooting 30 movies with Kevin Hart right now? Oh, you know why the second reason that's not going to work? <laughs> <laughs> because now you're asking Roman Reigns to go heel, and that's not going to happen. Well, and that's a WrestleMania match. Rock could go heel, even though he's he's over, but... I don't think they'd... They wouldn't. Unfortunately, I don't want to say it this way, but I really don't think they'd waste that on a SummerSlam, even though it's one of the big... It's the it's the other big one. So, But that's a WrestleMania thing. I was uh, cheating on our podcast, and I listened to Bruce Pritchard earlier, what? and he was talking about how he brought his kid to one of the WrestleManias, and his kid said, oh, man, that's really cool that they got Dwayne Johnson to come to WrestleMania. Like, oh, he had no idea about shit. The Rock. Uh-oh. Yeah. And then did they cut to a 10-minute commercial break? Oh, no, this is just something he said to his dad. and he, But he went and told Vince about it, and uh, Vince was like, oh, he's like, we just take that kind of stuff for granted. It's like, yeah, you do. Yeah, you yeah. do. All the time. You do. I mean, The Rock is one of the greatest, no doubt. He's I in would, great shape. I would love to see The Rock versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, I would also see the Rock. I would also like to see the Rock go over Roman Reigns at you SummerSlam. You know that ain't gonna happen. That that's the main reason I don't ever want to see that match happen. I mean, I, I love Rock way too much. That would just that I'm, would piss me off. I know the Rock might just tell Roman to know his damn role. I know. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Know your damn role, Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say the SmackDown Hotel will have a, a vacancy for one, and that would be for the Rock. And that's going to do it. I'm going to test Sam right here. That's going to do it for our three counts. Oh, what a pro. Ladies Sam and gentlemen, Ball, Sam everybody. the Engineer. <laughs> All right. So uh, without further ado, let's Oh, You know what? I would like to say something about our sponsor. Our sponsor is Soul Taco, which makes Dog. delicious. Dog. Korean. Oh, my God. Barbecue. Speak to me. Mexican. Talk dirty. Fusion. Mm, mm, mm. Now, last week was their first week being our sponsor. And our co-host, Jason Cornelius Bell, had never had it. Ever. And after last Thursday, apparently... It's changed my life. You went and had it. And how was it? Twice, by the way. So, so what, what went, happened on Friday? Oh, go, and, go into work. It's like, okay, well, go to the Soul Taco. So sure. I walk in and they're playing Ice Cube on the, uh, I guess their stereo system, whatever. I'm like, oh, this is perfect already. I love this place. Good day. <laughs> so your, your day was a good day. It was actually today was a good day. True, true fucking story. That's the song. Stop walking in. <laughs> the I'm Lakers like, beat the Thunder. <laughs> Please stop it. Anyway, so of course I go in. I'm like, you know, I was asking your wife, what should I get? Is the quesadilla good? She's like, yeah, it's good. So I was like, okay, we can start with that. Uh, was it one, two, three, four pieces? Got a steak quesadilla. They got a nice little chipotle mayo. Not too ridiculously hot, but just enough flavor. Really good. But it got, kind of left me hungry because you know. Daddy's a little piglet. I like to eat. So I had to go back the next Dad, day. Daddy's a little piglet, he said. <laughs> hey, I like to eat. What can I say? You so were high. <laughs> I was high. No question about it. So I went back the next day, and I got the steak burrito. So this joke was 
ridiculously good once again. Um, nice school, like I said, Chipotle Mayo. This one left me full to the point where I didn't even want to go into work because I, I was that full. I just because I, obviously I weigh tables, so I was like, you know what? This is probably too much food. The quesadilla was not enough. We got to find somewhere in the gray that's going to get me where I need to be. But long story short, yes, I went to Stole Taco twice, back-to-back days. It is the shit, and I like to try new things. Every time I go to Soul Taco, I buy an extra burrito to put in the fridge so I can have it the next day because okay, I see. always want more Soul Taco. See, that's and that's not a joke, everybody. That's that a power is move. not a joke. Thank you very that's much. That's a Zach Pullman move. It's a pro move. I mean, I'm 37. You got to know your way around the delicious food, especially because it doesn't feel like fast food. It's fast, casual. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah, I was about to say, that sit down, plenty of places Soul to Taco, S-E-O-U-L Taco. They have places in U-City Loop. They have places. Uh, they have a place in Columbia, Champaign, Chicago. They have a food truck. Please go check out Soul Taco. They are a sponsor. Tell them banned from Ringside sent you. Take your father. Take your husband who's a father. Oh yeah, it's Father's Day coming up, isn't it? Yep. Bingo. Yeah, take your dad. Get certificate. Yeah, take your dad. Uh, let's get into the Money in the Bank pay per view that's coming up this Sunday, and we're going to ask uh, Sam the engineer to uh, help us out here. No, I, I think Sam is banned from ringside on this one. No, no, <laughs> he's doing no. too good. No, he's doing pretty well. <laughs> he's doing pretty well. So I'm going to start with YouTuber Zach uh, with the women's Money in the Bank predictions, and what we're going to do is you're going to give us the least likely to win and the most likely to win in that order and the point totals will go from that so women's money in the bank we have carmella natalia tamina becky lynch and charlotte zach poland what do you have your number five least likely to win and then count it down please all right least likely is going to be tamina next is natalia number three is becky even though that's who i want to win i hell love yeah. becky i'm a hell becky yeah. mark Ooh, hell yeah Whew. Uh, number two is Charlotte, even though I think she's the favorite. Uh, but number one's Carmella. I think she's coming away with it. I just think that they are going to want James Elworth carrying that briefcase and making a big deal out of it for the next nine months. Not a bad call. JCB, what you got? Least to most. Uh, yes. Once again, even though I said Tamina a couple weeks ago, she's probably not going to win it, so we're going to put her at number five. Um <sighs> Let's go let's go Becky for for whatever reason the Becky list push has come to a screeching halt, even though this is probably a good place for her to win it and then flip her heel. They won't do it, so we're gonna put her at four. We're gonna put Natty at three. Criminally underused, underutilized. Um as a heel, she could probably take this, but they won't give it to her. So she'll be at three. Charlotte at two. Uh, she'll be the one on the ladder getting pushed off. Damn, so you got Carmella. By number one, one also, Carmella. Huh? I agree with Zach on this one. There is going to be nothing in the world more irritating than having James Ellsworth running around with that money in the, brief, money in the bank briefcase interfering left and right. So you got Carmella number one also. Unfortunately. Sam, the engineer. All right. At number five, I've got Becky. Because I don't think there's any way that somebody named Becky could win a wrestling anything. <laughs> uh, then I've got Tamina, Carmella, Natalia. That sounds pretty tough. And uh, Charlotte at number one because I like that name. 
God damn it, he could be good. He could be really good. Uh, what I'm gonna go? See, that's what I'm saying, man. He can't be. He can't be making picks anymore. He knows too much. I'm putting Charlotte at number five. I think there's no way that Charlotte wins because uh, Charlotte doesn't have to win. Bold sure. move, Cotton. We'll see how it works out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Great movie. Ah, uh, shit. This is hard. I'm putting Tamina at four. I am putting uh, Carmella at three, Natalia at two, and Becky Lynch at one. I think that. God, uh, I hope you're right. I think that there's a certain way that they can get. I I think that Becky Lynch is the one that they want to push. While I agree that uh, Natalia. All right, I agree that uh, Carmella would be the most annoying to have with the briefcase with James Ellsworth. And I think Ellsworth is going to take a couple bumps. Oh, yeah, for sure. In this match. He's not walking out of this ring. I think Becky Lynch is the most... Uh, I can see her walking out with the briefcase easiest. They don't put briefcases on faces very often. They do when they're getting ready to turn them. I'm taking Becky Lynch. Okay. <laughs> Next up, we're going to have the Usos versus the New Day. We'll start with you, Two Beer Zach. Usos, all the way. They're just fucking killing it with this title reign. Uh, SmackDown Live has undergone a revitalization with the tag team situation, and they are just a huge part of it. Uh, their promos are fantastic. I don't want them to lose the belts for a minute, even really? though I'm huge fashion police mark real quick aside do you think that the hype brothers are getting back together because they're getting back together or do you think zach Ryder's gonna flip heel i think one of them's flipping i think mojo flips heel really i'm ca- because I'm call he, because now he heel. well mojo is kind of zach kind of seemed excited about it. mojo was kind of like yeah great you know but you're kind of disrupting my singles run i don't know i guess it's that dirty chin strap beard that just makes zach Ryder look like such a heel all right jcb uzo's new day um I'm see. I'm, I always get two steps ahead, and I don't think about the prediction right now. So just for the prediction right now, no fancy booking. I'm going with the Usos. It's just been it, it hasn't been long enough to take them off of the belts just yet. You can extend this and have a rematch of some sort with the New Day. Hell, American Alpha sitting out there with nothing to do. Maybe do a three way. Are they the ones? Maybe do a three-way. Yeah, maybe do a three-way. Okay, everybody, mine's out the gate. Wait, so do you think that American Alpha is the one that attacked Tyler Breeze? If, actually, I didn't think of that until you just said that. That would be perfect because I I think they're coming back and they're coming back as heels. Yeah. Same concept. You can't, uh, Enzo, Cass don't know who's attacking them. Fuck, I'd love to see American Alpha come back with They're going to come back heel. They're going to come back heel. And they're going to their first... Uh, and then have Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas come back and feud with American Alpha. So Shelton Benjamin's supposed to come back. There you I go. Mean, American Alpha started out as heels. There you go. It's, ladies and gentlemen, that was fancy booking right there. Sam the Engineer, who you got? Usos or The New Day? I'm going to say Usos. You guys sound like you know what you're talking about in this one. I'm going <laughs> to go with the experts. I'm taking the Usos, too. Uh, I don't think there's any reason to put it back on New Day at this point. Might as well have a chase. The Usos are doing great work as heels. Uh, next up, we have Lana and Naomi. <laughs> I'm looking at JCB laughing, so I'll go to Zach Poland first. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, considering this is Lana's first singles match, uh, I think it would be ridiculous for her to take it off Naomi. Even though Naomi hasn't had the most glorious uh, title reign, they're going to keep it on Naomi so that 
whoever wins Money in the Bank. We've seen Lana do exactly one wrestling move. And it was a, a gown. And she fucked it up, kind yeah. of. Yeah, I think it was the gown. I don't think it was her. Does she wrestle in the gown? She better no, not. They put out some stuff on Twitter with her, like, in, you know, kind of like a more workout outfit. Kind of like what, like, Sable wrestled in. Say that really slowly. I'm not going <laughs> to. J-Bell, what do you got? J-Bell, you got Lana and Naomi. I agree with Zach. The Naomi title push has been very underwhelming. That being said, there is no way on God's green earth that Lana even deserves to be in this ring, much less winning the title. Give me Naomi. Sam the Engineer, please. I'm going Naomi, too. I think Naomi is a female power name. Everybody named Naomi always is good at everything. Think about that. I will. Thank you very much. That's my mother's name, Naomi. No, it's not my mother's <laughs> uh, You know what? I'm just going to be an asshole here, and I'm going to say Lana, just because I can't see them booking this match for any other reason than some sort of schmoz. Like, I think that what's going to happen is they're going to try to separate the two Money in the Bank matches. They're going to bookend the pay-per-view with two Money in the Bank matches. I could see something like Becky Lynch winning the Money in the Bank, Lana winning on some sort of fluke garbage. Maybe Rusev comes back or something. I'm not saying he's going to... He put, is clear to wrestle. I'm not going to say he's going to put Naomi in the... Uh, Acolyte. The Acolyte or anything, but I'm just going to go Lana just because... Uh, you just want to be contrarian? Well, it makes for a good pod. Uh, so we have Jinder Mahal, not to be confused with our co-host who couldn't make it tonight. Uh, Jinder Mahal versus Randy Orton. JCB. Sacrilege, I'm going to say this with a Randy Orton shirt on, but it you can't put it back on Orton. You just can't. I mean, the last title run was probably the worst of the bunch. Jinder's got this push. They're going to keep it with Jinder. It, it just it makes too much sense. Give me Jinder Mahal. Zach Bowen. Same. Yeah, Randy's title run, uh, unfortunately, was pretty boring. And uh, Cena's coming back. I think he's going to feud with gender. Uh, we'll put him in the ring with him. I got gender. I think you can book this all the way to there's no way they take it off of gender now. I'm taking gender Mahal. Sam the Engineer. I'm going to go with Randy Orton. There we go. I because love out of nowhere. That. Love that. You guys complain constantly about how boring he is and how long it's been too long and blah, blah, blah. So it seems like the pattern is they're just going to beat it to death. You know what? That just makes me feel good that Sam's listening. Yeah. You know? It 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 almost brings a tear to my eye. I thought, he was changing his, the world. I thought he was just checking his Google Plus account <laughs> the entire time. But he's actually listening Idiots. to us. That makes me feel good. All right. So, Sam, hey, we're going to let you go first here so you can't cheat off of us. Uh, the men's money in the bank. You're going to go least likely to most likely. And I want to remind all the listeners that Sam is the control group. That Sam does not watch wrestling. He knows nothing about wrestling. So we're seeing how he does against us. And right now he's in second place out of us five. So Sam, six to one, money in the bank predictions. All right. First, let it be known. I don't use Google Plus. (laughs) Uh, You just friended me the other day on it. Shut up. (laughs) Uh, At six, I have AJ Styles because I'm fairly certain that's a Backstreet Boy. (laughs) Uh, five, Kevin Owens. Four, I've got Baron Coben. Uh, three, I've got Nakamura. Two, I've got Dolph Ziggler, because that's 
Come on. That's a cool name. A That's cool a name. wrestler yeah. name. It's a Boogie yeah. Nights yeah, name. Get serious. I like and to call them Ziggles. Z- <laughs> yeah, that's nice. You uh, want to put him in number one now? Now that I said you, No, no, no. You know who's <laughs> in number one? <laughs> Sammy Zayn. That's an easy choice for me. It's my name. He's obviously the best. Oh, that is this your name. This has been working out for me that. so yeah, far. It has. Sam Oa Joe. Yeah, and I'm going to stick with it. All right. So, JCB, who you got? Wow, that's that's kind of tough to come after. <laughs> um, number six is going to have to be Dolph Ziggler. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, God bless you, Dolph. You know, we pushed you coming down to stress, but you're nef- definitely not going to make it. Number five, give me, I'm going to say AJ Styles at five. He doesn't need this. They're going to somehow get us to my number four pick, him versus Kevin Owens. At some point, they'll renew their uh, U.S. title chase um, ugh. how do I want to do this? We're gonna do. Let me think. You got, got Nakamura, Sa- Sami Zayn, and Baron, Baron Corbin. Corbin. We're gonna do. We're gonna do Nakamura at three. He doesn't need this either. Um, it'd be nice for him to have, it, but in my theory of thinking. The money in the bank usually goes to the heel. So Nakamura at three, Sami Zayn at two, and then number one will be Baron Corbin. Um, It's been kind of inching this way, and now I think this is a perfect time to get him the money in the bank because now it just positions him in a way that the money in the bank winner is supposed to be in. The heel is just waiting for the opportunity to strike. Tuberzak. Mine is very similar to JCB's, actually. I got Ziggler at number six. Sorry, not going to happen. I've got KO at number five, even though I'm wearing a KO t-shirt right now. Uh, Shinsuke at number four. Uh, Again, just doesn't need it. AJ at number three, because he doesn't need it. As much as I want it to happen, I would, if I were booking, I would want Sami Zayn to have the briefcase. And as much as I want him to have the briefcase, I'd probably have him lose. So do you oh, have a, do you dirty. Have a, do you have him at I two know. or one? I have him at two, and I got Baron Corbin at number one uh, just because out of what we saw last, you know, with the go-home show, you know, they teased the whole Baron Corbin going up, Nakamura knocking him off and actually grabbing the briefcase. Uh, but outside of all that, even, I just don't see him fitting into the title situation in any other way, whereas these guys are all easily just molded into like a, a feud with any like current title holder. So I think Baron Corbin gets it. Uh, they're going to give it to the heel and I think he's going to do cool things as Mr. Money in the bank, but not bad. I have uh KO is number six. I don't think there's any reason to put it on him. No way he ever gets it. I have Dolph Ziggler number five. I don't think there's any reason to put it on. Him. No way he ever gets it. I've not come four. I don't think there's any way they put him on. There's no way he's going to get it. Uh, <laughs> I have AJ at three. I think that AJ could I mean depending on how the card lays out, I think there's a possibility that AJ could cash in that night. Um, I think they need to get the belt on AJ as soon as possible. Uh, I don't nec- that he doesn't need it, but I think they could do it. I got Baron Corbin at two. I think the Baron Corbin could simmer for uh, another year and be fine. Like he's already been thrown into the main event picture pretty quickly. Uh, I have Sami Zayn at one. Uh, wow. Just because I love the idea of Sammy with the belt or Sammy with the briefcase, and I'd like to see him cash in. And I, I never thought of it, but what Zach just said is 
kind of true. Like I'd kind of like to see him have it and lose, just because he's what the fuck, man. He Come always, on. He's always better coming back. He's yep. always better coming. He's, he's the best crazy. underdog. He's the best underdog. Those are our money in the bank predictions. Uh, we are going to go to some Facebook questions real fast. Uh, the first one being anyone going to money in the bank? No, that's not the one. I had. Uh, yes, g- as a matter of given fact. Given the limited appearances by Brock, would it be in WWE's best interest to put the title on Samoa Joe? That is from Sharif Masalam, friend of the show. I think absolutely. Um, I think, I mean, that's what I want to happen. I think it's best for the product. Do I think it's going to happen? I don't know. I just hope so. But I think Lesnar having the belt, he doesn't need the fucking belt. He doesn't need it, and it's off TV, and their main title's, you know, essentially just out of the way. Uh, give it to Joe. Let him defend it. Steve Patterson says, uh, Ryder's going to turn on Mojo, right, J-Bell? No, I th- actually, I think, like I said, I think it's going to be the other way around. Uh, uh, Mojo was, you know, he won the Andre Giant Battle Royal, you know, went against gender, decent match against gender, c- you know, came up a little short, and now here comes, you know, Mr. Zack Ryder talking about, oh, let's be hype bros again. If I'm Mojo, I'll be, I'll be like, dude, fuck you, man. I'm trying to get this going. Friend of the show, Cam Cam Biglow, says, every title on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT is currently held by a heel with the lone exception of Naomi. Is this just something random or a sign of how hard it is for WWE to develop an Uber face that gets over the fans these days? I would say... I think it's mm. just a. I think it's just a coincidence. It, to me, it's just yeah. I was going to say it's a phase right now. It is something to think about, though. No, like, is that true? I guess Neville has the belt. Yeah, they don't book it. baby faces well. I mean, look what they did with Bailey. Uh, it's just they don't they don't book them as well as they used to. I think that probably has to do more with the modern age, where there's no heel, queer heel, queer faces. It's great. Shades of gray, and the modern audience probably likes heels better. I, I love heels. Uh, real quick, uh, what's your favorite main roster tag team match of the last five years? This, I thought about this for a long time. John, That's from John Lemonade, mm-hmm. uh, friend of the show. Um, I've thought about this for a while. I can't think of a single one that I like. Does this best. have to be main roster? That's what it says. You can tell me your answer, though. Uh, revival DIY. I mean, yep, pick that's one. mine. Revival DIY. Oh, that's a good answer. That's not the main roster. Uh, Ash, uh, happy birthday, Bailey. Uh, 15, or 17 years ago, Goldberg streak hit 100. 34 years ago, Harley Race beat Flair in the best of three series to win the NBA championship in STL. 21 years ago, Kevin Nash was Scott Hall's surprise on Nitro. 15 years ago, Stone Cold walked out because he didn't want to lay down to Brock Lesnar, which is a strange... That could probably have its own podcast. For sure. Ten years ago, McMahon's limo exploded. That's right. They tar- they did try to kill off Vince McMahon. Yeah, and then Chris Benoit killed off his wife and kids, and they brought McMahon back. Pretty much. Because of that. <laughs> and two years ago, uh, rest in peace, uh, Dusty Rhodes. R.I.P. Dust. Uh, don't forget, everybody, you can you can find us at Facebook, uh, Band from Ringside Podcast, uh, Friends of BFR. Uh, we are at BFR Pod on Twitter, at BFR Pod, at BFR JCB, at BFR Bill, and at BFR Zach. And we like to live tweet events. Uh, we'll be at Money in the Bank probably. Oh, I'll definitely be there. JCB will definitely be there. Zach will probably be. I'm on my couch. Trip the fan out yeah. from uh, Father's Day, and you deserve it, sir. Yeah, happy uh, Father's Day. I don't know what I'll be doing. I'll either be there, or I'll be here, or I'll be at your guys' house. Uh, we'd like to thank Sam the Engineer. We'd like to thank Chris Denman. We'd like to thank Soul Taco. We'd like to thank Free Play Media uh, for 
Shock. Jason Cornelius Bell. Did I forget anybody? Shoxy. Oh, and Shoxy Studios. Thank you. Uh, for Sam the Engineer, Jason Cornelius Bell, Two Beer Zach. I am Bill the Maharaja Veggie. Thanks for tuning in. We know there's a lot of other podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate your time. Uh, we'll see you later. And uh, don't be else.